For HBO's True Detective, Night Country, we saw the mystery get more deeper and darker as detectives Danvers and Navarro venture deeper and deeper into the mystery and into the Night Country as we approach the season 4 finale. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first... Let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Sealed. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this episode of Bruce Sealed, I'll be recapping HBO's True Detective Night Country, Episode 5, from the fourth season of True Detective. Now, we're just one episode away from the finale, and the mystery still remains. And I do wonder, will we solve the entire mystery, or will some of the mysteries still remain, well, a mystery? For this series, we see the darkness in the hearts of Detectives Danvers and Navarro, and the struggles they face, while also facing their own personal demons as they try to solve this complex case in a remote region of Alaska, also known as the Night Country. So I'll be talking about that here in Burstilled. Before I begin though, what beer am I pairing for the substance of Burstilled and for episode 5 of HBO's True Detective Night Country? Well that beer comes to us from Poland and it's called Okosim Premium Lager from Carlsberg Polaska. And Carlsberg Polaska has been brewing and exporting Okosim Premium Lager from Poland around the world now for over 50 years. This is your cult style beer that also has a very unique taste for its excellent European lager. It is considered by many one of the best beers brewed in Poland, making it one of the more popular Polish beers one can find. The ABV is 5.6%. For the flavor has a nice classic lager taste to it, it's a little sweetness and also the bready flavor as well. For the color, it's nice and almost like a bright reddish color to it with a nice head on top. It's not hazy, but also not very clear as well. But overall, it's a great Polish lager, one I highly recommend, and it comes in a bottle about the size of a pint. And it also serves as a nice example of the beer scene in Poland. For the moderate ABV, I definitely say it's more like a session style lager that can be enjoyed all year round, and a perfect beer to drink while watching HBO's True Detective Night Country, or also your favorite TV show, or also supporting an event. And that beer is called Okosem Premium Lager from Poland. A nice lager definitely worth checking out. Okay, so here I go through a recap of True Detective Night Country, Episode 5 from HBO. If you've not seen the show and you want to watch the show, just so you know, there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. For Episode 5, for HBO's True Detective Night Country, it begins with Julia's body being cremated at the morgue on December 31st, New Year's Eve, as you're now also 14 days in tonight for True Detective Night Country. Her ashes are then delivered to Navarro in an urn for what's a very emotional and moving scene. For Danvers, she now has Otis in custody after he was arrested back in episode 4 after an encounter at the facility that Danvers and Navarro went to. Danvers interrogates Otis over his relationship with the missing scientist and also Clark, the last known missing scientist who's probably still alive. But Otis is unable to clearly recall any of the past events. He tells Danvers he's helping scientists who are caught in a cave accident when he then heard a sound and then lost consciousness as a result. Otis, though, is able to give Danvers the location of the cave, and we also find out it's also the very same cave where Annie Kay was killed. For Otis, he tells Danvers the cave's entrance is near a creek, but also warns her she cannot go alone. Danvers and Navarro go check out the cave, but he then find the entrance is blocked due to an explosion. From what they see from the blocked entrance, it is clear that someone is hiding something they don't want Danvers and Navarro to see. What that is, we do not know. For Pete, his marriage life continues to fall apart as has been seen so far for its entire season. Pete goes home and sees his wife, Kayla, drop luggage right in front 
confront him, and Peace also asks by Kayla to leave their house, as his work on the case is now taking its complete toll on his marriage. Pete is then forced to move back in with Hank temporarily. For Leia and her girlfriend, they join a rally to protest the silver mining facility offices. The protest is for a while peaceful, but then escalates into a full chaotic riot. Police officers are dispatched to fight the rioters, and also stop the riot, including Navarro herself, who is also hit by Leia, who is also surprised to see Navarro there. Leia is then beaten by another officer until Navarro arrives to intervene to fight the officer who is assaulting Leia. That her friends are not by her side, as his girlfriend runs away without helping Leia. Not long afterwards, and with Danbur's support, Leia is arrested and locked up at the county jail. We see Leia locked up in jail, and she bonds with Pete as they share very interesting chemistry and also very unique conversation. These two have a very unique bond, Leia and Pete, and I wonder, could we see a romance between the two of them before the season is over with, although there's not that much time left. With Leia in jail, Pete informs Danvers that Kayla kicked him out, and Danvers does not appear to show any empathy for Pete's situation, even going as far as to call it a divorce. Pete then tells Danvers that he investigated Tuttle United for any connections on the case. It turns out Tuttle United operates alongside Norbank Securities as a founding partner of the Silver Sky Mining Company. They both conclude that DeSalle works for the Silver Sky Mining Facility, who has also been providing fake data about their pollution emissions. Okay, so now Danvers has new information about the case due to Pete and his also relentless research. So with this new information, Danvers goes over to Silver Mining corporate headquarters to talk with their executive Kate, who now is probably a major suspect in this case, with Annie Kay and also the pollution from the mining facility. But oddly enough, Conley's also there with Kate, who is talking through for a very unknown reason, although I'm sure it's also political. Kate is aware of Danvers and Navarro's visit to the cave, and she shows Danvers a footage of their cameras they have at the cave, and also wonders why Danvers and Navarro went there. Kate also questions Danvers and Navarro's authority, as a mine is the property of the Silver Sky Mining Company. Danvers then accuses Silver Sky of their involvement in the pollution, and also probably the Annie Kay case. Conley then warns Danvers that the case is closed, by giving her new information is probably also fabricated about the death of the missing scientist. For Conley, he then reveals that he knows the truth about Danvers and Navarro's encounter with William Wheeler, who we first saw back in the past episode, which is also a very significant case in Danvers and Navarro's past. This is clearly something that Danvers does not want to see come out, showing the darkness she keeps within herself. Later, Kate meets with Hank to inform him of the meeting with Danvers, as she's also afraid Danvers will find out more about the case, something Kate does not want to see happen. This shows that both Kate and Hank are probably not only suspects, they're probably also colluding to something much bigger, as Kate tells Hank she doesn't want Danvers to find the cave, and what also it contains. Kate then tells Hank they need to prevent Danvers from finding out more, and also tells Hank she wants him to kill Otis to prevent progress on the investigation, as Otis is also the best lead that Danvers and Navarro have. Kate then promises Hank he'll become police chief if he does this. This is also past promise she once made to Hank due to his help on the Annie Kay case years prior. Yet apparently that was also thwarted by Danvers' unforeseen arrival to Ennis, in which she became police chief over Hank. They didn't talk more about how Danvers became police chief, saying it was an exile for Danvers, although it's not clear what led to the exile. This also shows that Kate is some kind of power broker with some kind of inside information, also political leverage, who possesses some inside information. There's something to the scene as we get confirmation that Hank is not only a corrupt cop, but he's also doing the bidding of Kate and her mining company, showing a very devious alliance between the two. Going back to Navarro, Navarro finds Quavik, and where Quavik introduces his friend Kenny to Navarro, and where Kenny found a potential clue on 
the case. Quavic tells Navarro that Kendi found a rock with the same spiral symbol, which is also matching a tattoo found in Annie Kay's body, and also Kendi tells Navarro that he is warned by his grandparents to avoid the caves that Danvers and Navarro went to enter, as he tells Navarro that those who enter the cave will go into the night country. We don't know what that is so far or what he means by the night country. We can see also though that Quavic has another connection to this case, and like other characters in this series, I believe that Quavic has answers. Navarro then returns back to the police station with directions to the cave, but also we see that Danvers is also willing to let the case go. Danvers then warns Navarro to stop as Conley will stop at nothing to stop the case, using the knowledge of the Wheeler case as leverage to do so. From what I saw in this scene, it seems to confirm that what led to the fallen out between the Danvers and Navarro came from the Wheeler case, as there's something about that case they want to keep a secret. An angry Navarro then responds by releasing Leia from her jail cell. Later with help from Rose, Navarro shatters the ice grounds to drop off Julia's ashes just as the storm approaches. Navarro then starts to hallucinate and follows the same whispers she's been hearing throughout the past episodes and almost falls into the sea as the ice begins to shatter. But also Navarro finds herself back in the war zone that's been seen in her flashbacks. Rose saves Navarro at the last minute, but also definitely do believe that Rose knows more about this case and probably is also a very significant person of interest in this case as she probably has answers to the Annie Kay case. Danvers comes to the realization after seeing that Hank knows more about the case than he's supposed to know, after discovering that Hank probably informed Conley of the investigation. For Danvers, she confronts Pete and accuses him of telling Hank. Pete then deduces that Hank hacked into his laptop to obtain information about the case. Pete then questions Danvers about her role in the Wheeler's death as he finds the whole case questionable. Pete concludes that evidence was forged in Wheeler's file. He then asks Danvers if she and Navarro killed Wheeler and is staged it as a suicide. It's a very tense scene as you now know the alliance between Pete and Danvers is starting to fall apart. Despite his relentless questioning and also effective questions for Danvers, she doesn't confirm to Pete if she and Navarro did indeed to stage Wheeler's death to look more like a suicide rather than a murder, but also congratulates Pete for asking the right questions, but oddly tells him he needs to learn when to stop asking questions. Still though, Pete presents a very convincing case that exposes that Danvers and Navarro were probably once involved in police corruption, something I don't see Pete being okay with. For the episode's final moments, Danvers gets Otis out of that treatment facility he's being held in and takes him back to her house. She then supplies Otis with drugs that he wanted, and then Hank then arrives by telling Danvers he has orders by Conley to take Otis back into custody, and also finds Otis back at her house. This surprises everyone, and Danvers is sure that Hank is probably operating in a rogue operation. It's a very tense scene, because Hank eventually shoots Otis when he sees Otis. He then points a gun to Danvers, by knowing he hasn't killed Danvers, based on what Kate told him early in the episode. For another moment it's also not very shocking, Hank tells Danvers and Pete that he moved Annie Kay's body, but doesn't say why, but seems to tell them that's all he did. Pete then shoots Hank, killing him. Navarro then arrives, sees what happened, and tells Danvers that she doesn't want Pete to get involved in this mess, because Hank is dead because of Pete, and Otis is dead because of Hank. Fearing for Pete's safety, Navarro refuses to get him involved, and prepares to stage a scene as an accidental death, showing that Danvers and Navarro probably did indeed stage Wheeler's death, as Pete does suspect. As Pete decides to clean the scene himself, to also help out Danvers and Navarro, 
Danvers and Navarro then leave for the caves, and that's how the episode ends. So just one episode remains in season 4, True Detective Night Country from HBO. How it ends, I just don't know, because there's so much that's got to get resolved in episode 6, the very final episode of the season. And I do wonder, will they answer all the questions and all the mysteries we have from this season? Probably not. It seems a lot to pack into one episode and for the finale. But I definitely do believe that the Navarro and Danvers are probably going to meet a very not-so-good ending because they're probably involved in corruption and also hiding some darkness within themselves that they'll have to confront in the caves once they get there for episode 6. From what I saw in this episode, they're hiding something on that Wheeler case and it's now starting to catch up to them like a ghost. But also here are some questions we need answered in the finale and questions I have from this episode and also from the season so far. The first one is, who killed the missing scientist and how exactly did they die? Will we ever know? Probably, I think we need to know because they gotta resolve this mystery. We gotta find out who killed the missing scientist and how they were killed and also why. I think Kate from the mining facility is probably the main suspect or probably knows who did it and she's probably controlling the entire operation in terms of missing scientist. But also, what kind of work were they actually involved in? Because I had to wonder, was the Sal actually research facility or was it something much more sinister and more nefarious? I definitely think that's what it was. I don't think they're working on anything. I think they're involved in something much more darker and more sinister and we'll probably get the answer in the finale. For number two that is, where is Clark, the missing scientist? Is he even still alive? I don't know and I think that can go either way to be honest. If he's still alive somewhere, how has he supported himself and how is he staying alive in a remote Alaskan wilderness? Could he be found in the caves? If so, how is he surviving in there and also who could be helping him? I think it all goes back to the mining company but also Clark. Is he still out there? If so, where is he? and is he still alive? That there's also another mystery I have and question else I do have for the finale that also needs a resolution. And also, who killed Annie Kay? I think it all goes back to the mining facility. I think more people are involved and also Hank said he moved her body, but also who did he move her body for and who was Hank working for? We all know he's working with Kate and probably Kate is a main suspect in this whole case and this whole mystery. But also, what is Kate trying to hide and also what is the that cave that Kate does not want to see Danvers and Navarro find. I think that there is all connected to Annie Kay and also the nefarious operations from Tassau and also the mining company. Also, what does Rose know? Does Rose know more that she's letting on? That there's another question I also have as well as I definitely do believe that Rose knows more and also probably has those paranormal and supernatural connections. That we'll probably find out in the finale but probably could also be a mystery we'll have to ponder over. And also, how far does a Silver Sky Mining Company and the South Conspiracy go? Does it stop just at the top of the company with Kate, or is there more at play? That there's another question I have from this series, and also for the finale that definitely needs to get answered. I think this company's evolved some really wicked stuff, and also is probably a very nefarious and evil company who's probably gotten people killed while also hiding a very dark secret and is probably mining for some very bad reasons. So definitely the conspiracy between the mining facility and also the South needs to get answered because because I definitely do believe the entire case probably hinges on that foundation. For my next question that is, is it paranormal or psychological? Probably both. That there could be probably a little bit of both to be honest. I think there's a paranormal aspect in this mystery, but also probably more psychological as well, because remember back in episode 1, where that delivery guy is back at the research facility when he found an abandoned, there was someone or something moving around. We don't know what that is yet, or who it was. I think that there's probably where the paranormal aspect comes into play, along with the 
visions from Navarro and also from Rose herself. For the psychological aspect, there's definitely some mental health themes in this season from Navarro and other characters in this series. So I definitely will say right now, there is both a paranormal aspect and a psychological one as well in this season that is also being built and based around this mystery. And for my final question that is, how does it end for Danvers and Navarro? Well, I think it's probably going to be not good to be honest. I mean, we're seeing they have darkness in their hearts and also they're once involved with corruption in the police. They're not overall good people. I think Navarro is a better person than Danvers is, but Navarro's also involved with some pretty bad stuff in her past as a cop and Danvers was also involved in that as well and they probably colluded in the Wheeler case to stage it as a suicide and probably along with other things they probably did in their past as partners in police. So I don't believe this series will end well for Navarro and Danvers. I don't know to face consequences for killing Hank and other things they did, but I definitely do believe they'll find their destiny at the caves because that there is probably where the mystery is going to end and they'll find their answers, but also probably find a much greater destiny that's much bigger than themselves. So for Danvers and Navarro, they got a major revelation coming at the caves. What they'll find we do not know, but also they got to face consequences for what they did and the way this episode did end, they're pretty much going rogue right now and that there's also not going to end well for them as well. I think Conley will find other cops to come after them. We'll probably see a very interesting showdown and also climactic incident at the caves for the season 6 finale for True Detective Night Country. For Danvers and Navarro, they have darkness in their hearts. I think they mean well. They got some good parts about them as people, but enough character flaws to show they're very deep troubled people who probably should not be cops after all. And will probably find their destiny and also the reckoning when they enter the cave and probably enter the night country. And also, what is a night country? I think that there is not a place. It is instead a state of mind. It's something that's part of yourself. Something that's more psychological. It's in your soul. It probably represents the darkness in your heart and your soul. And we're seeing that from Danvers and Navarro. And we'll get the answers what they hold in their soul during the season 4 finale. But for now though, that is where I'll leave it. And that should do for me on this episode of Restilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast. And please rate this podcast on your Zard Podcast directory. As feedback is always appreciated. Please stay tuned for my recap of the finale for True Detective Night Country from HBO. NFL season coverage, craft beer content, guest interviews, and other topics of interest. Also, check out this podcast over on Instagram at Brucefield Podcast over on Instagram. In the meantime, do just get beer, bourbon, whiskey on this winter season. I'm your host Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed and be the still, folks. Cheers. Ah!